It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Our cue to talk, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Please, 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 please sign up your team today. <laughs> today for the golf outing. It is June the 8th, and the golf no. outing oh, is June you... the 25th. Yes, you can win a brand new golf bag. You can win now. We just got a new prize yesterday, courtesy of Kimball's Appliance, a new ice maker. It it can make, like, they showed it to us, like, a pound of ice in an hour. It's actually really nice. It's like $700 if you were to go there and buy it. But if you go to our golf outing, you can win it one way or another once we figure out what all the prizes are for. Yes. So that's that. But we're, there... like, two weeks away. Yeah. So if I sound panicky, it's because I'm panicky. <laughs> anyway, um, so Dennis, I had quite the heart racing morning. So did I. Which, well, well, we were for very different reasons. You just <laughs> had bad drivers annoy Lots you. Lots of them. Which, from where you live to where we record is on a normal day of three-minute drive. Yeah, it's basically two miles. Okay, I come from a one-way. Yeah. Okay, when you're on a one-way, people... And you want to make a left-hand turn, get over to the left side of the road. Don't make your left-hand turn from the right side of the road because people coming up the street on the one-way who are going straight drive in the middle, and you cut them off when you do that, So, especially when you don't use your blinker. So Dennis almost got into a car accident on the way in, so he's feisty to start off with. Then I turned on to another street where they were doing some road work, and there was a utility truck, and it was blocking the opposite lane that I was in. So my lane was wide open. The other lane was blocked. When you're in the blocked lane, you I'm sorry, I know it's inconvenient, but you have to stop. You can't cut over into my lane and make me stop so that you can keep going. That's not how it works. You wait. When I go through, if there's no traffic behind me, then you can go around the utility truck and continue on your way. But you have to stop I had the right away. Vice versa, when I got out in front of this place, my lane was blocked. So I stopped so that the woman could come through. Lady, you don't have to wave at me for doing what I was supposed to do. So Dennis was angry because of drivers in a two-mile span. And that's not even my stop to get my morning pop, where they had four employees working but only one register open. Okay. And it was lined up out the door people trying to pay. So Dennis came in just sparkling today. And sign up for the golf outing. Anyway. How was your morning, Brady? So it was (laughs) heart racing in a very different way. So um, little backstory. It's a family show, by the way. In our backyard. Oh, no. It's (laughs) no, it's nothing like I I didn't get angry a little bit. But in our backyard, um, we have a few garden beds, right? My girlfriend has this year has at least one of them has put a lot of effort into one and, you know, made it a garden. We still have two others that need time, but. She's in school, working. We don't have a lot of free time to garden, so we have one. Well, our dog likes to dig. So you, well, now that when we take her out to go to the bathroom, we have to go out. Otherwise, she'll start digging and ruin the garden, and I get yelled at, and it's not fun. So I'm out there this morning taking her out because she, she likes to go in or out at first, and then she's so excited that her parents are up. She wants to come back in right away and run around and be with us. Little chocolate one-year-old lab. So I take her back outside because she was too excited to do all her business at once. And I see her starting to chase something down our fence line. You've, you've been in my backyard yep. down the privacy fence line. And I'm like, what is that? And it's a baby bird trying to fly away and it's too slow. And my dog gets it. And I'm like, oh, no. And I he- see the mom bird chirping and trying to dive bomb my dog. And I'm just and I'm yelling at it. And I don't yell a lot, but when I yell, I I think I have a good dad yelling voice. And my dog, I I think, was thinking, Oh, play. I found something to play with, a new friend. Because she'll do that with my cat sometimes. I've seen her just pick them up by the back of their neck fur and like dra- like not drag them, but like play with them a little. And so she's getting excited thinking, I want to play. So she's running around and I'm yelling. Meanwhile, my girlfriend getting ready for work hears me, comes outside thinking, oh, great. She's digging in my garden, comes out. I go, she has a baby bird. So once a dog, by the way, figures out that it can run in a circle and it's faster than you, like around my shed, then you need two people. So we 
and it's dewy and and wet outside and I need to cut my lawn so I'm running around in, in slippers uh, before, as my girlfriend's coming out I had no option so I took a slipper off and threw it at the dog to try to slow it down eventually we corner it get the, the she drops the bird and we yell at the dog take her back inside the baby bird seemed to be all right just really scared so when like when we push it with our foot a little bit just to see if it was alive it, it could hop so it was hopping, and then we pushed it, like, up and out of the fence area, the back fence. Because the, the mom's watching, and, well, it's we're worried. We're like, we don't want our dog, because the dog still has to do its business. It was too excited about that. So we get it outside the fence. We have, we have some bird feeders in our house, so we brought some bird seed out and laid it next to it on a paper towel. And it's not moving, but it se- I think it was just, like, in shock. Because it was in a dog's mouth. <laughs> so we're trying to, and like when we push it, it would flap its wings a little bit. So we think the legs and wings are fine. So we let it out. We put the fence back, and it's right outside our fence line. We bring the dog back out, whatever. At 20 minutes later, after I go and shower, change, get ready to come here, go back and check, and it's moved about 40 feet on the ground in the middle of our little easement alleyway. So I hope the bird is all right, but I don't know. When I tried to feed it birdseed, it was open its, its mouth like I was its mom feeding it. But I didn't know if a little baby bird could have birdseed, so I didn't want to choke a bird to death <laughs> after it had almost been eaten alive by my dog. And, it's a, and, my, and Jules is a, is a chocolate lab. She could be a hunting dog. When we get her the, the toys and stuff, she, and there's like birds or ducks, she grabs them by the neck just instinctually because that's what her brain is told to do. So I think she saw a bird and went, ooh, let me get it. And yeah, so we were not happy with her and my adrenaline was pumping at like 8.15 in the morning running around my backyard and trying to save a little bird. And I'm a compassionate one because I'm the same person that brought in a cat that kept sleeping on my porch. And uh, I blame parenting in this situation because uh, clearly the uh, the dog has no, no uh, Apparently, yeah, because I was yelling at it and it wasn't listening, so she got scolded <laughs> very much. And then, of course, after you come back in, the dog doesn't remember why you'd still be mad at it. So you can't, like, even though you're still mad 15 minutes later, the dog's like, oh, you're back inside. Yeah, I get to see you. Oh, my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And you can't still be mad at it because it won't understand. I blame parenting. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll take a break and uh, we'll compose ourselves because we both had a, a bad morning um, and we need to to calm down and we'll talk uh, baseball it's a good because day. it's a baseball day today. Yes, it is. All right. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match because with effortless four wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. 
they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Brady Port Huron. Brady here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. They're all Already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at advscu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Gara Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMorrin Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. We've got uh, high school baseball going on uh, today. Brady, there's actually four games going involving teams from our area. Um, I think we'll jump. Normally, we'd go in some kind of order, but I think we'll jump around a little bit today. I think there's, well, there's only one that involves two teams from the area. Yeah, so I think that's, that's where we'll start. Yeah, that's that's the lead. Um, Croslex richmond round three, and well... I, I I think everyone knows, even in Croslex, people know that Richmond's the favorite. I don't think that's a bold statement to say people not only here but around the state are expecting Richmond to win. The question is, what does Croslex need to do to throw another upset in Division Two, which in districts we already had a ton of them? First things, I, I mean, there are two obvious. Don't walk people. Right. And catch the ball, and throw it to the right base. Yeah, I mean, that's as simple as simple can get. Um, you you have a guy, and again, I don't know pitch counts. I don't know who's available. Well, because it's on Wednesday, everyone's available because of the three days rest required. So I'm going to assume, because 
and I, I haven't seen a ton of Croslex, but I'm going to assume Katelski's their best guy. He's going to throw today. So he's going to have to be on his game. And I'm, I, you know, I don't know how Richmond's going to approach this and who they're going to use. And, and how do you approach this, Brady? You're the favorite. You're expected right. to play again on Saturday where you're hoping you've got two games. Yes. Um, so for context, these two teams are they are BWAC opponents, rivals. Uh, the first game at Croslex was 16-1 to back in the start of May. And then the second game in Richmond was 4-2. to Now, a game changer is not great for either of them. So I can't tell you who pitched in either of those games. Uh, but I'm going to assume Katalski pitched in one of them. And if I had to guess, it's the second one again. I don't know. But you've played one game. It was the Richmond special and the BWAC for like five weeks. You'd blow out the first opponent the first time you played them by 15 runs. And then you'd play a barn-burning, nail-biting second game. Usually in Richmond. That's been the funny part. Richmond's been better on the road this year than they have been at their own place. So, yeah, there's kind of way, a way you can size this up for both teams. You can say, oh, we beat them by 15 runs if you're Richmond. We just need to take care of business. If you're Cross-Lex, a 4-2 to two game, I know that just looking at a box score doesn't tell the whole story, but... You were up two nothing in the top of the first in that inning, and you were tied two to two until the fourth. That's a winnable game. That's a couple plays, and you didn't make any errors in that. And wow, I'm just looking at the box score a little cl- more closely. If this is true, Croslex only had one hit in that game, and that was against Allowers. So you ask how I might approach this? Well, knowing that he one hit Croslex earlier in the year. And it's a month ago, so it's there's been enough time that you're not super familiar with it. Mm-hmm. You don't have the the video capabilities, the scouting capabilities you do at a college or major league level. Yeah, I might go Lowers again because he pitched really well in Saint against St. Clair. He gave up the two in the third, but he pitched six innings and gave up no runs in five of the six innings, including the last three were shut down. I think I give it to Lowers. And you have all hands on deck. You know, Dennis, postseason baseball, that hook is quick. You don't you don't get that extra batter to try to calm him down. If it starts to get away, if you get down two runs, foop, get, get them out unless it's from errors and send in your next arm because the worst thing to, that happens in the postseason, and again, we talked about it before, is when you save an arm for a game that never comes. Yeah. I'm just, uh, again, kind of, I've seen Richmond more than I've seen Crosslex. But I saw Crosslex against a good Marine City team that can hit. And Marine City won the game 4-2. to Katelski pitched really well. He scattered five singles, but he hit a guy and he walked a guy and Crosslex made one error in the game. And guess what that equated to? A few runs. Three of the four runs. Yep. The error scored, the hit-by-pitch scored, and the walk scored. And that's what you can't do against Richmond. So in the four to two game, Richmond only walked three, had three batters walked. No one was hit by a pitch, and there were no cross lex errors. So you you know what you have to do. Again, it's a very simple game when we sit here at a table with microphones and say, "Oh, just don't make errors and don't walk guys." But it's a lot easier said than done, especially yeah. when you have to go through the middle of that Richmond lineup and you know if you groove one, it's they're jogging around the bases. Yeah, but I mean you you've gotta throw you gotta challenge, you've gotta throw strikes mm-hmm. today, and then you gotta hope that your defense makes plays behind you. You're not gonna you're not gonna strike out a ton of guys. Um again, I saw Richmond play Liggett. Liggett's got arms. Yes. Um, and in a game that Richmond lost seven to nothing and only got five hits in, do you know how many strikeouts in that game there were for Liggett pitching? How many? Just two. Richmond gets the bat on the ball. So, you, you know, you, you can't, but, but again, you, you just, you can't be cute with them. No. And something that may play a factor uh, you look at the forecast, and not heavy rain, but starting about 5 o'clock, little showers, light rain, c- 
could that make any much of a difference, or do you think a light rain is kind of a non-factor? Well, I in think baseball? I think the way this season has gone, it's not going to bother them. They should be used to it, right? I mean, they played all of May or uh, April in or April in in rain. So, I mean, you. It is what it is. I think it's a minor inconvenience unless there's a shower. Where it becomes a factor to me is if you have enough of a shower where they have to stop and, you know, wait a half hour or something, and then you come back out because probably you can't come back with your guy that was pitching. And it also depends how well the field's held the rain for the past couple of days. Yeah. Because it hasn't been dry. But it also hasn't really poured. I know the other night it rained hard for a little while. Um, it was just very consistent. But I don't know how well the, the Richmond Fields held up. Hopefully good enough that we don't have anything uh, weather-wise that impacts this game. I will tell you what, the biggest thing in this game, you will know by the end of the first inning whether it will be a close game or not because what has Richmond done in both of the first two games in the playoffs? Scored two runs and they left the bases loaded. They were a hit away from putting up like four or five runs in the first inning. If you can get out of the first, they come out hot. They have a lot of energy. You hear their dugout. If you can quiet down that momentum a bit, just make it, make it an easy transition, not get down early then you have a chance, but Richmond, they go for the throat early, and if you go down 3 4 nothing, I don't want to say it's curtains, but it would be an incredible comeback in a game Cross-Lex is already the underdog in. Yeah. Uh, Weather-wise, the good thing about Richmond, not a lot of dirt. No. The first and third base lines are all grass, so you only have, in, on the infield, you only have the dirt from first to third. And then you've got the mound and, and home plate. So that that's actually a little bit of an advantage when it rains a lot. And you know Coach Evans is going to have that field looking as good as it possibly can. Oh, they're probably out there right now working on it. He, he's I'm the, serious. He's the one who drags the field between games. He gets on a little riding mower. It's awesome. And he goes yeah. up up and down the, the, the dirt. And he's the one making sure the field's looking great. Uh, when, when, we, when we're doing a game, we get out there early. We're, we're out there about an hour before at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they, they've got to pick up trucks out there and it's, it's coach and, and the assistants and they've got rakes out and they're always working on the field when I go there. Yeah. So that should be a really fun one. And at least selfishly for us, it guarantees someone gets to Saginaw Valley for a regional final and hopefully quarterfinal on Saturday. Yeah. Um, the other side of that bracket, we'll get more into that on Friday because Once we know. one of these teams will advance. But the, the, the other side, the regional final, is either going to be against Flint Powers or Swan Valley. Which, from people I've talked to, Flint Powers making it instead of Frankenmuth is good for either Richmond or Croslex. It wouldn't be the, the big, I guess, buzzsaw team, that the term we use more in football, but yep. the buzzsaw team would be Goodrich. They're like 33-2, and two, and they didn't lose their two until like the last Wednesday basically a doubleheader to get ready for districts, and they lost them both. So that ended a perfect regular season. But you also have Lutheran North, who for some reason just wins in the playoffs, especially when they're playing our team. Especially when Brady's there. Yes. And Lamphere, who just knocked off Country Day. Yeah, so they've got to be coming in on a high. Yes, they, they, they have to be. So I just I look at that, and I go, the, the door's open. Richmond, don't look ahead because Cross-Lex would love nothing more than to jump up and bite you and end your season with you would feel prematurely. But take care of business, and you have a winnable regional at Saginaw, which, by the way, I still don't know where I'm going Saturday. Probably make that decision after results tonight because there are a lot of good options <laughs> yes. for Saturday. Yes. So, no, we haven't intentionally held that back. We genuinely don't know. Yeah, we there there are a lot of decisions to make because there's also softball on Saturday going on at the same time, too. But it, well, it looks like Brady will stick with baseball Saturday and I'll do softball from country day and we'll, we'll split it up that way when we get to Saturday. Right. Because I want to give coverage to everybody. 
Um, let's stick with the with the BWAC and go to D3. Uh, Algonac is up in Bad Axe today. And Bad Axe is pretty good. And Algonac is pretty good. And again, you've got Saturday looming. But if you're Algonac, don't you have to throw oh, Josh Kastner 100%, today? Which, why am I seeing E-Course got a bye to the court to the regional final maybe taylor prep had to forfeit that's what i'm guessing i'm hold on let me go back because taylor prep was in there correct yes um well now it's saying canton prep won and taylor prep yeah there must have been some shenanigans going on there so e-course congratulations to e-course <laughs> they'll be at sanborn um but yeah you have to throw kasner because again how bad would you feel if you're Algonac on that drive home? If you let's say you lost the game and you threw, you have a couple other good arms. Let's say you threw Jake Kasner or you threw anyone else on uh, in your staff, and you're driving back and you lost a three to two game, and you know you have Josh Kasner in your back pocket. Yeah, I think you have to go. You have to take it one game at a time. Algonac's a good team. They're they're not good enough, and they're playing a really good team in Bad Axe where you can't just go, oh, we'll get by, no worries. It's not like when they played New Haven, and not that Crow's not a good pitcher, but they could have thrown a lot of kids and still won that game. Yeah, and, and I mean, I they do have other arms yes. besides Kasner, but I just I don't want to get to this stage of the season and get to an end of a game and go, oh, geez, we never got a chance to use our stud. Right. So take it one at a time. Uh, the, the one thing that is working against Algonac is they have to take a long drive to Bad Axe to play Bad Axe in Bad Axe. That's got to be what? Almost a two-hour drive? Yeah, because there's no quick way. To get I mean, what, like they, you, what would you, you just can, take the water all the way up? up and yeah, then you can go up the, the river road and and you can get there eventually. But yeah, it's it's a long, slow, especially ride. on a bus. Yep. Let's see. Let me. You know, I love to see what well, bus. You, times I mean, are. you you get a you get a blinking light in Port Sandlac. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you have to go through Port Hope, possibly. Uh, I, I well, I, you could go that yeah. high, but then you're kind of all right. This says it goes about. Two hours. Yeah, Port Hope's a little past it. All right, so it says you go two hours exactly if you take Van Dyke all the way up through all the farmland of the thumb. Yeah. Which, good God, that's that's a big that is a big advantage for Bad Axe. They get to stay home. And that's the advantage of putting in to host a pre-regional game. Yeah, I just uh, for, travel for me, for high school kids – Little less of a concern. I'd actually, I think, as a player, I would enjoy that. I could just kind of veg out on the way to the game and prepare myself mentally. See, but uh, I mean, I will tell you, two hours in a professional or a college bus is nothing because you get used to those eight, nine hour bus rides. High school kids, what's the longest bus ride or trip that Algonax had to take this year? I don't know. Every every time they play uh, Yale or Crosslex or something, it's a pretty right, good Right, which is still – They're kind of out on that Let's island. call it 50 minutes, maybe an hour. But it's it's hard to stay mentally locked in for two hours on the way up. Hopefully they can do it. But I remember in high school, like, if, if the bus time was more than an hour, you kind of were like, oh, my God, are we there yet? And especially if you've never taken the trip up to Bad Axe, you're going to get up – to Marlette, and you're going to go through all those cities that you hear about but have probably never been to, and they're all going to look the same. You're going to, oh, my God, this road goes on forever. And yeah, they probably won't even notice it because they'll be face down in their phones going, going away, and all of a sudden they're not going to have any service. They'll be like, we're there. They're going to drive by the county seed, Carroll. They'll have all kinds of service. There's at least one tower in Carroll. <laughs> They're just going to have a long drive, and I do think that plays an advantage. And if you can get up there maybe a little earlier than you normally would for a game, maybe you do that. I, I don't know. I like Algonac. And I, I do, and too. And I like Algonac I just in this game Bad for Axe a is, lot of reasons. Bad Axe is a really good team. I think Algonac's going to have the best player on the field with Josh Kasner pitching, not knowing what Bad Axe has, but – 
I'd, I'm willing to take a blind bet that Josh Kasner is going to be able to, st- if he throws his best stuff, will give them at least a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I like their bats too. If I mean, Ty I, Schultz I, stays as hot as he's been, that's a huge plus. Yeah. I, I don't know what, you know, Bad Axe has got to pitching. I mean, I know they're a good team. According to the state site, they're 23 and 4. Yeah, and and I know that uh you know they they're not in the NCTL, so they're playing bigger schools. Um so I I know that they that they're a legit team here and I, but I just the, the way Schultz hits, the way the two Kasners are hitting, Matt Meldrum in the middle of that lineup, Cote's been hitting um, they, they've been getting it up and down the lineup, down at the the bottom. Uh, Garaga has been hitting for them consistently. I just right now there doesn't seem to be an easy out in that lineup. They seem to be getting it done. They don't seem to be phased in adversity. Look at what Elmont in the the pre district. I mean that they could have been out in the first game in a huge upset. They just figure out ways to get it done. Yeah, they do, and hopefully. They figure out another way because playing at Sanborn would be really nice. That would be a nice, easy drive for them. Yeah. Uh, I want to know. Go back. Can, can you look? You got the page yeah. up. Can you look at Foley's district? I want to know how a 5-27 and 27 team is playing a pre-regional. <laughs> <laughs> they're, Detroit Edison's good. They, they're the ones that knocked off Liggett. Um, let's see. Bishop Foley because they had one game against Clawson. Oh, okay. And they won that six to four. Okay, so that's how they had to win one game. <laughs> they were they were in a three team district. Meanwhile, they were sandwiched between two districts with five teams in it. Yeah, they couldn't just move one. Like team. they couldn't move Clintondale into that. I mean, not that it might have changed the outcome, but no. Like, and and Clintondale, that's not that far for Clintondale to go for a district. It's not. No, no. it's closer than what Algonac had to do to go to Brown City. Yeah, but again, Algonac's kind of on a D3 island. You saw that in softball. They just got to host it. Yeah. So anyway, um, those are the first two games. Do you want to take a break? And and then we'll talk about Anchor Bay and and Mooney. Yeah, we can talk about Anchor Bay and uh, Mooney. Mooney is the game that I'll be at uh, today over in Mayville. They take on uh, Kingston. So I know there'll be a big crowd because Kingston travels pretty well. We'll get to that in a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... The engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800-250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli and they do party trays check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials coupons and recipes open 6 a.m to 9 p.m all week long visit neiman's family market in st Clair. you'll be glad you did 
Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water Area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast, talking uh, the baseball pre-regionals that are going on uh, today. Uh, And you've got uh, Anchor Bay going up against Chippewa Valley, uh, Brady. Uh, And again, I, I like the Tars. Um, uh, we, we, you saw them against St. Clair. I saw them in the, uh, the district over the weekend. We saw them at Comerica park as well early in the, uh, the season. Um, I like this team. Uh, I was really impressed with, uh, their starter in the first game of the district the other day, Hall. Yep. Luke Fink, Hall. Fink Biner's a young kid that yep. can really throw they, long, they've long got long body. They've got some, some bats. Um, they, they, catch the ball I mean they fundamentally they're a very good uh, they're a very good team and I think they have a good draw in terms of they're facing a Chippewa Valley team that doesn't have a great record I know they they play upper Mac they're in the Mac, schedule Mac white yeah um but I just I I, I like the fact like I, I'll be very disappointed if we're not talking about them playing for a regional title on Saturday, and then I I don't know anything about Allen Park or Detroit Western. Detroit Western's good, but I, they are they are a good team. Anchor Bay would probably be the underdog there. Okay, but I just I don't know. I I, I kind of the the Tars are my sleeper team to be the that team that sneaks through that we're not expecting because there's no unbeatable team in this region. For yeah, them. I mean De La Salle's a name, but they're not. 
they were one of the lower end um, central teams in the Catholic League. Gross Point North is the team they're going to have to beat. They already lost the league to them by a game. And, well, you get one more chance at redemption. And like we've said all season, if you beat a team in the playoffs and you make a run to a semifinal, no one remembers that you didn't win the league. Yeah. And the fact that it was by one game. Yeah. So they've already played them tough. Uh, they've already played all the same they had teams to, that Gross Point North plays and played them just as well as Gross they Point They had North to replay the or restart the last game after they swept St. Clair to get a chance to win the Mac White title. So, yeah, Anchor Bay is a team we're going to keep our eye on tonight. Um, yes, I expect them to beat Chippewa Valley, and then, well, we'll see what happens on Saturday, which, but, by the way, Friday is going to be very heavy in softball and the remaining – baseball so we're not forgetting about you softball it's just we don't want to repeat ourselves for friday show yeah and, and just r- real quick here with, with anchor bay i mean i i love the top of their lineup with the two shornacks drew and ty shornack then you get john sowards liam carey uh isaiah domi is actually a player that i think we should talk about a little bit more not just his bat too but i'm watching him play first base he's kind of a big dude but he's really good over there uh, defensively at first base. He's got a great stretch. He scoops the ball. He moves well for a big guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just you got that kind of big bat in the middle. You can just tell that if he runs into one, it's going to go a long way. And they have a lot of that there. Yeah. So good luck to Anchor Bay. Um, and now from the biggest division to the smallest division, and a team we've had high hopes for for a while, um, they are maybe the team I have the most confidence in tonight, Cardinal Mooney. They take on Kingston, who knocked off Marlette. So they're not a bad team, but I will just tell you right now, Cardinal Mooney has played 10 teams better than the best team Kingston's played all year. Yeah, um, again, I don't. you can't go to sleep on Kingston. Uh, two reasons. I know they're a small little town, but they're, they're having a run there. For and it's gone on for like they're a one decade of those, now. <laughs> they're one of those schools that just you see them and you go, they're not going to be bad. Uh, and the other part about it is that community is bonkers for their high school. Um, I, I, I they followed the girls' basketball team last year. I, I'm telling you, we were in a gymnasium no bigger than this room, and somehow they got the whole town of Kingston in there, and they let you knew that they were there. So it's going to – I mean, they're in Mayville, so it's closer to Kingston. Yeah. It's going to be, I would assume, a kind of a loud environment. A lot of people are probably going there. And, yeah, Mooney's got to take it one step at a time. You know you know, Mike Rice isn't going to let him look ahead. No, and, and that's the other thing about it because they want Shrine. Yes. And Shrine is probably going to be who you would play if you win this game. In all likelihood, all likelihood – Royal Oak Shrine is the biggest stopping point, biggest buzzsaw between them and a semifinal. Now, could they lose to Kingston? Absolutely. Could they lose in a potential regional final, which we do have an outside shot at a Mooney Harbor Beach regional final? That would be cool. That would no, that be, would be the quarterfinal. Or the, yes, the quarterfinal. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, quarterfinal. That would be really cool. And get another potential thumb team back to back to uh, East Lansing that we yep. didn't really expect. Yeah, because Beach has got Bay City All Saints, so and I know All Saints got a really nice record. But, again, they're they're beating up on NCTL teams. And right. Beach you was get playing those. in the GTC East against Ubley's always a tough game. Marlette's good. Brown City's good. Sandusky was good this year. I mean, that was a good league this year. K-Pac right. was good this year. You get to those smaller schools and – if you get a bad class, you get some. I mean, if you don't have pitching, you just get bad baseball. And you can really stack your record that way. The reason I like Mooney so much is they are so stacked. I mean, we talked about their lineup. You have guys, I know Super's been out, but he's a great arm for them. Lutsky is an ace. Trent Rice, he might be the best. You could make an argument he's the best player in the area. Tom Rice behind the dish is as steady as it gets. And... That's just you have Bo Decker at short. Um, that was just off the top of my head. Yeah, you, you, go you got uh, a power bat and Trombley. Yeah, Trombley can 
absolutely um, rake. The the young kid, Avery Brawl. Brawl, has been playing super this yeah, year. Yeah, he's been at second base. At least he was in the uh, Catholic League championships. But, like, just look at their record. Off the top of my head, Mooney's played Country Day. They've played Divine Child. They've played, even in their league, teams um, Shrine they've had to play against. They've played St. Clair twice. Um, uh, they played Liggett, didn't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've played Liggett, which all Richmond of, was on their schedule. I don't know if they were playing. I guess the they did play Richmond. I'm almost positive on Marine that. City is on their schedule. So those are all teams. Let's see who else. Yeah, Country Day, Liggett, Divine Child, um, Cranbrook, Country Day, Richmond, Everest, uh, Shrine twice, St. Clair, Lutheran North. These are all schools that, again, no disrespect to Kingston, Kingston has not seen anyone. Their best game would be Mooney's 10th best game. So they are battle-tested, and I I would hope they can go up there, you'll be there, and get the win because they are, I would think, the better team. But again, we've talked about it, and we've seen it in the postseason, not with us, but around the state. takes just one good day. One good day, and your season's done, and you're dreams of a state title are gone and you don't get any numbers up on that gym banner. Yeah. Um, but th- this is, uh, we, we've been talking about it really since we we've come on with get stuck on sports, that this is a really good time in boys sports at Mooney that they've really changed the culture there. Football, boys, basketball, baseball have done really well the last couple of uh, years um, and uh, and I'm being told from a good source that the girls' sports isn't far from turning around, that they've got a good group coming through, and that, that uh, in the next couple of years we might be talking more about Mooney's girls' sports than their boys' sports. Well, right now their boys' sports and baseball are trying to redeem themselves for last year. And get well, they, I mean, st- they got to the final. There's no shame in that, but we definitely know I they did not play no. their Mooney baseball in the final. No, they didn't play the way you felt they could have. And, yeah, they are going to have a, a, a tough game against Kingston, and then they would have an absolute showdown unless our Lady of the Lakes upsets Royal Oak Shrine. But I fully expect Cardinal Mooney and Shrine to – clash in a semifinal and uh and that or or a quarter, regional final quarter final regional, yeah, regional final. final and then, and then a the quarter, quarter final, final would be we'd hope either, harbor beach yes it's either them plymouth christian gabriel richard all saints or harbor beach i don't know anything about any of those teams except harbor beach played in the gtc east and they struggled a bit they didn't win it but they beat ugly to get to this point so. yeah and, and again, that that league was was the, like the top four teams in that league this year were really strong. Yes. So uh, that that is uh, on the horizon. So Brady will be uh, at Richmond for Richmond Crosslex, and I'll be in Mayville for Mooney Kingston. Those are the games that uh, we'll cover uh, today. Uh, and then Brady will be somewhere on Saturday covering one of our surviving baseball teams. And, and we hope that it's a tough choice. We we hope that we have at least four surviving baseball teams. Yes, because, yeah, that's Saturday, and you'll be at softball. So we can talk about it more, um, but we still have one more segment to fill. So we got to get to that, don't we? Yeah, we do have to get to that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 81 This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on a Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. If you've been a fan of the uh, podcast, you know that Brady and I love to debate. Oh, yeah, it makes for it makes for entertaining stuff because hopefully if we bring up an intriguing enough topic, the person listening or the people listening at the same time have the conversation amongst themselves. Well, And, and, and it we, continues on into your homes, into your cars, into your the schools yeah. and the workplaces. But, but we were even debating on what to debate here in this <laughs> segment. And, and we have a lot of great things, but it's like to do it justice, 
you know. It, right. We need to do a little more, like, we have to really dive in. Because one thing Dennis brought up is, like, who would you think would be an MVP in baseball this year? And I said, or an all-star team. And I said, I would want to really look into that. So I have put yeah, everything in together. Because, yeah, there's a lot of good players. And-, and, and I think we agree that there is a difference between an MVP Yes, and the best player. Like th- those are well, two I hate different the term things. MVP because in in sports now MVP is just the best player. You go to football; it's usually the best quarterback. In basketball, it's just the best player. Where if you really want to get into semantics and break down MVP, it's the most valuable. So, like, let's use Hudson Davenport or anyone on Richmond is Jackson Jones, Ben, whoever you want on Richmond or Mooney as an example. You could take away Hudson Davenport from Richmond, and would they get worse? Absolutely. But would they still be a really good team, and would they still be in contention for a BWAC title? Again, absolutely. So then they go, well, he's not the most valuable, because then you can look at some other teams and say, well, if you took player X off this team, they're not even in contention. They are much worse. So instead, I figured, instead of getting into semantics, I asked Dennis, who would be, I guess, your school of the year or athletics of the year in sports? We just covered. So just because that's what we know, and this is what we've covered. So combined in football, Boys and girls, basketball, hockey, baseball, and softball. Right now, what school would you look at for possibly having the best year? Because Croslax, their boys have just won a district in every sport. However, the girls' sports struggled a bit, and we can go through. Richmond has won now three district titles in sports we cover. They've made the playoffs in football. Like, I, this was one yeah, thing I, mean, I threw out the, to you, St. Clair. The one that, that really, like, jumped out at me, but the, the problem is outside of football, they haven't had the playoff success. But, like, Marine City football went one league and went to the state finals. Yes. Baseball and softball each won league titles this year. Right. Now, I know basketball is the one, but the, the girls actually – were in the race for league, uh, and the boys weren't that bad. They struggled in league. They had a stretch in the middle of the season where they but, had a bad losing but streak. But there, there were nights where you'd watch them play and go, oh, you know, when, when, they, when, when they're shooting and they put it together, like they had some ridiculous games shooting threes. And then they also had some, some nights where they, they didn't have it. But, I mean, overall, when we think about Marine City – We don't really think about basketball anyways, but both their teams were competitive. Where they fall flat is, yeah, they didn't win outside of football. The other four sports that we cover didn't get it done in the postseason. Both girls basketball and softball were a game away, especially girls basketball. That was an instant classic in the district finals. It was one charge call away yeah. from possibly being a different story. Um, I mean, Algonac and spring sports has been really good, but they've struggled in the other sports. I think Cross Lex has a, a decent case. I think Richmond has a pretty decent case because mm-hmm. girls basketball was the one where they struggled the most, but they now have three district titles. Football, they at least made the playoffs. That's a good case. Look at St. Clair. They won a league title. They played for a district title in football. Basketball, they won a league title, lost in the district finals. Girls were a good team. They didn't get any accolades. Uh, They didn't end up winning, but they were competitive. Uh, Softball won a league title. Baseball actually didn't get any hardware, but they were playing in the toughest league out of all our MAC schools and lost to Richmond in a district final. And for the first half of the baseball season, there wasn't anybody better in our area. No. There were teams maybe as good, but nobody was better. They had a a rougher second half to their season. Mooney, again, the boys' sports were outstanding this year. Um, We're we're still writing the baseball story. Right. But football was back in the playoffs. Should have won a playoff game. And God, they, that they lost with no yeah. time left on the clock on a circus play. You know that's going to be just seared into their heads all summer long yeah. during um, training. And basketball, again, made another run. 
the the girls' sports have girls. Really, well, they won a district. They, they did win a district in girls' basketball. Granted, for the s- second or third year in a row, right? They have won more playoff games. The girls' team the last three years have won more playoff games than regular season games. And not all districts are created equal. Yeah, but hey, you 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 go where they tell you to go, and if you win, isn't that what you're supposed to do? Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, so that was just a conversation because you look last year. I think if you uh, last year, I think Marysville would have had a really strong case. Yeah. Because they finished second in the league in football. They were on a miraculous drive away from winning their football league. They lost in a district, technically semifinal, wasn't it? Because everyone made it last year to King, which that King team was stupidly stacked. They might have one of the best quarterbacks in the country on that team. Basketball won a league title. They The only reason they lost in districts was, was, was COVID. Yeah. The girls lost in districts because they were put in a division they shouldn't have been in. Um, but I think they won their league or finished second. They won their league. They won their league. Which didn't get played a whole lot. Hockey finished second in their league uh, a year ago. And then baseball finished second in their league, bowed out in districts, and then softball did what softball did. Yeah, they made it all the way to the state final. Yes. So with nobody paying any attention to them. Right. So that's, I mean, again, I think the what happens at the end, because you can look at St. Clair. St. Clair softball makes a run to the, like a, a Marysville-esque run, then they might take it because then in basically every sport they have been competitive and if not really good in bringing home the hardware. Yeah. So eh, that, that's a good question and that's a fun one to debate because like, there's no clear-cut winner. No. Because every school you go, well, we did it. Well, what about that sport? We were better at this sport. And yeah. the only way to do it would be, I guess – the fairest way would be to assign like a point system. Like if you win a league title, you get five points. If you win a district title, you get five points. If you win a regional, you get ten. Or, yeah. But then one state title run <laughs> could could bolster it. I don't know. It was just something we needed a segment, and we figured we'd talk about it. Well, maybe that's something we can do. Maybe maybe we should just line it, come up with a what we think is a fair point system. And just kind of line it up and go through it. Because what's worth more, a league or a district to you, Dennis? Um, I would say it's about even, and I only say that because a league takes more games to accomplish than a district does. A district, you need to be good on one day. Right. But on the other hand, you could play in a really tough league. You could play like Mooney was in a league with Shrine in baseball. Really tough league. Then they go to their district. They were going to win that district. You knew they were going to win that district. Same with basketball. You knew their league was going to be a battle week in and week out. And then there's other teams that have easier leagues, but then go to districts and you go, oh, my gosh, if they win this, this is an incredible run. Yeah, but then it becomes it becomes too complicated. you got to make it uniform and just right. go with what you've got because if you're going to measure who's got – tougher this and who's got tougher that then we'll never get to a solution and that's why it's it's a debate that never <laughs> ends that we could have it is we could have this debate every year this time you you could make this debate at every level of sport too yeah some college teams play easier schedules than other college teams welcome some, to the college football playoffs. some pro, some pro teams some years it, it's not always created equal you you, you might play in, in baseball they're very heavy these days. I know they're they're going to try. If you've played in the AL Central for the past fifteen yeah. years, well, they're they're going to they're going to the ALEs try to fix their schedule a little. But when you're yeah, you're playing Kansas City, the Tigers, and you know whoever else is bad. Most like there's one good team in the division. Every and there's year, no and everybody one else not embarrassment team. Gro- grotesquely bad. I Meanwhile, mean, the Blue Jays win like 92 games and, and can't don't make, make the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. And they finish like fourth in their division. Yeah, the, there, there, there are years in various sports you say, well, if they played in this division, they would have won it by 20 games, but they play in this division and they're, you know, so Tampa Bay finished fifth. With 96 wins and didn't even get consideration for playing in the postseason. Right. Which is why they continue to expand the postseason and put more teams in. But anyway, (laughs) we're all all off on a tangent. That's what we do. Yes. Anything else? I'll um, be in Mayville tonight 
for uh, Cardinal Mooney and Kingston. Four o'clock first pitch on stream one. And Brady? I'm in Richmond, Croslex Richmond Baseball, round three. That is a 4.30 start on stream two. Friday we'll be back. We'll recap the – I hate calling them pre-regionals because they're not pre-regionals. They're the semifinals. Yeah. They just decided to put them on a different day. So we'll recap the regional semifinals, and then on we'll preview the – regionals for softball and the regional final slash quarterfinal for baseball and hopefully before then we decide where I'm going to go it really depends on um tonight and yeah, we'll sort there is a we'll very, sort out tonight and there's a very out. real possibility I just put names in a hat and pull one out <laughs> because if all goes to plan I can make an argument for all three remaining baseball teams that we'd go cover Algonax right down the road at Sanborn they have a chance to do something they haven't done in a long time Mooney would get a rematch with with um Shrine which would be huge and Richmond we've done all their games so far and they'd be at Saginaw Valley and they have a really they'd have a real chance or Cross Lex would have a kind of a Cinderella run at that point. Even though it was Anchor Bay, Brady might want to go to Fenway at Wayne State. I Yeah, go back to my old stopping grounds. Because <laughs> that is a cool ballpark. You do know that is the exact dimensions of Fenway, yes, right? Yes, I know. The, the guy's a, what, a Red Sox nut? Well, no, I don't know. It was because he's like a Brooklyn Dodger. If you ever go in the Ernie Harwell thing, they have a huge thing on Branch Ricky, and it's – it's kind of odd that they – it's like a mishmash of a bunch of professional teams because they have the old Tiger Stadium scoreboard in left field and, like, the inside of the Ernie Harwell thing is very Dodger-esque, but they also have a lot of Tiger stuff. It's – it's there's not one clear theme. <laughs> but they do play in Fenway Park. Essentially, yes. At Wayne State, so that's a lot of fun. Anyways, uh, sign up for the golf outing, please. All right. I'm just saying. It's 17 days away as of this. Oh, good thing. Lord. All right. Well, anyway. That's fast. It's coming uh, up fast. All right. I think that's it for today, right? Yes, it is. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.